Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Buts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts. In my dining room, Chuss, as always, is in his basement. He has returned from his internship. The Pittsburgh Penguins have freed him temporarily. Um, so as I posted, this week has been weird due to a family issue, but uh, we wanted to not rush content. So this episode is kind of going to have everything in it. Then I'm going to break it out and release it. And I'm not going to pretend that today is tomorrow and all that, because that's just confusing for me and for you. Um, so today is tomorrow and yesterday is today. Just time travel with me. <laughs> but I, yeah. I put out a short after Monday Night Football. Raiders versus Detroit Lions. And I was actually very angry about the usage of Devontae Adams in that game, which was he was not used at all. Um, there was not a single pass thrown to a wide receiver by the Raiders in the entire first half. And there were four total receptions by wide receivers between Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro. Um, Devontae Adams did lose two very wide open passes that were overthrown by Jimmy Garoppolo and people are putting a lot of the blame on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't put all the blame on Jimmy Garoppolo. I put some of the blame on Jimmy Garoppolo because he's coming off an injury. First of all, second of all, he's never been that great at throwing deep passes. Third of all, the first time that he proves that he can't make a deep pass. Why are you still calling deep passes? Josh McDaniels and Mick Lombardi, but they did. It didn't work. Devontae Adams has seemed mad the last few weeks. Um, I hate the way that the Las Vegas Raiders have handled the Devontae Adams situation. Um, they brought in Devontae Adams to play for his favorite team when he was growing up and to play with his college best friend, Derek Carr. Then the Raiders immediately turn around and trade Derek Carr. So uh, not, not a great situation. I understand Devontae Adams' frustration. I wouldn't blame him if he sat out. Um the Monday night game just made me very angry and Chuss did have thoughts about that and kind of was looking at defending Josh McDaniels a bit, which I don't know if you still want to, but I mean, I mean they're, they're all, they're all fired now. Yeah. So because on <laughs> basically what my argument was on Monday was it was similar to like, what's the argument is going on in Pittsburgh right now is it Mike Tomlin's fault or is it Matt Canada's fault? In this case, I was wondering if it was McDaniels's fault or if it was Lombardi's fault because at a point, is it the offensive coordinator calling all of these plays and McDaniels not stepping up or is McDaniels jumping in and calling certain plays and overthrowing Lombardi or how is it working? Obviously the offense wasn't working right. And over in Pittsburgh, you know, Mike Tomlin doesn't really jump into plays a lot, so it's mostly 95% of the time Matt Canada. A lot, sometimes it is uh, Mike Tomlin, but very, very seldom or very, very minimal is it Mike Tomlin calling these plays. It's always Matt Canada. So I was going off of the record, and I was talking to Josh about it, and I was kind of talking to him, and I kind of just mentioned, I was like, would it be McDaniels that you're that you're blaming, or would it be Lombardi? But now I don't really think it matters who I defend or who I argue for because they're both fired now. They're both gone because Mick Lombardi did get fired today. McDaniels got fired last night as well as what, the general manager? Yeah, general manager Dave Ziegler, who is the one who brought in Devontae Adams and traded Derek Carr. He was fired. So they pretty much cleaned house, which is kind of insane to me because 
Um, McDaniels is just going to be sitting on his couch for the next three years, just getting paid. So, cause he had guaranteed money. Um, so that's, that's going to be a very interesting look for how the Raiders are going to be for the next couple of seasons. But, um, that's just the problem with guaranteed money. You just never know how that's going to play out. I mean, we're seeing that with Sean Watson in Cleveland. So, you know, you hope it works out, but sometimes it doesn't always work out for you in the best way possible. But it, going back to my original claim, um, I don't really think there's, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily defending McDaniels, but I definitely wasn't against yeah, because I, I felt like they needed a clean house, but I wasn't going to be the one to say because I'm not a Raiders fan. But they just have not looked good over the last couple of weeks. So they and awful. like there are yeah. bad teams, and then there are teams where you're like, "This is." I feel bad for the players. And I think they finally saw it on Monday <laughs> night. I feel like I feel like the Raiders organization was like, "Wait a second, you know, we we can't do this. We're not we're not this bad of a team." So, or, or we, we need to fix something and granted, you know, the guarantee money sucks and all that stuff stocks and stuff like that. But I mean, I feel like the move that they did was pretty good getting rid of both of them, but nonetheless, it doesn't matter if it was the offensive coordinator calling these plays. It doesn't matter if it was McDaniels calling the plays because my original claim was who do you fire in that case? Well, they fired both of them. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) So that's pretty much my whole thing just went out the window, which is fine. But my thing is like, yes, these are like all, the greatest athletes on earth, even the third stringers, are phenomenal athletes. Mm-hmm. But the play calling was horrible. Like there were games where it was like, does Josh McDaniels realize that he has a future Hall of Famer on his roster? Why is he not getting the ball to him? Why is Devontae Adams not getting the ball? He's wide yeah. open. Why and if Jimmy G can't make the deep throw, have him go across the middle. Have why is yeah. Hunter Renfro suddenly not getting passes? Yeah, Hunter Renfro always was a big yeah. part of their offense and for years, for years. Derek Carr took all of the blame every year, and now Derek Carr's not there. Jimmy Garoppolo's there, which, sure, Jimmy Garoppolo's not Patrick Mahomes. But also, he took the forty, helped the 49ers go to a Super Bowl. A good coach can work with him, and you got to work with mm-hmm. your coaches or your quarterback's strengths. you got to work with your players' strengths. Now they benched Jimmy Garoppolo for Aiden O'Connell. Um which I think is kind of interesting, but I mean, I've seen people talk about it. They're kind of looking at it as a, what do you have to lose at this point in the season? He's, so, a, he's a rookie. We got a lot of rookies playing this week. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of, it's kind of interesting to see, but, but there's, there's been a lot of switches though. Cause Ritter got benched for um, Heineke Thank as well. So, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of uh, quarterbacks, you know, moving around and stuff like that. Obviously we have, Will Levis starting, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of quarterback changes going on right now in the NFL. It's kind of crazy because it was always very consistent for a while. Like, you have that consistency, and then all of a sudden, like, you can notice the change because all of those great – all the great quarterbacks retired, you know. Because for, for years, it was always like – it was like, you know, you had Drew Brees and, like, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you could even go as far back as saying Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. Like, none of these guys were going anywhere. And then all of a sudden they all left, they all retired. And now you're like, all right, we got to figure out quarterback situations. And now we have all these young guys out there. Like, I feel like the the, the oldest starting quarterback right now has got to be in like their early thirties, mid thirties, maybe. Cause like, like actually like was designated starter this season. I what, think it it's Russell game. Wilson or Kirk. Yeah. Cousins. He's they're yeah, 2012. Yeah. So it would be like 35, 34. Like well, that's not even that Rogers. old. 
brought okay rogers is 2005 so rogers won over my head for those four snaps he was the oldest yeah so and we'll we'll see i'm guessing he's coming back next year (laughs) joe douglas said he's coming back this year and and shout out to my boy Connor, who I don't know if you saw this, but in our fantasy league, fantasy league decided to pick up Aaron Rodgers. I saw this week. that. Old move. Not really sure why. Bold move, I don't, Connor. I don't ex- <laughs> yeah, I don't expect him to start at any point during the championships. We'll see what so. Stan says. But uh, anyway, getting back to Thursday night football, you you're right. There is a ton, or Monday night football. There's been a ton of quarterback changes. Uh, we're getting into let somebody cook season. I think yeah, we're going to have a lot of these coming back. Going to have a lot of these moves here, but we cannot talk about Monday night football. And as much as the Raiders annoyed me, we also got to talk about the Detroit lions who put on a phenomenal game. Uh, it was so fun to watch Sam Laporta. I wish the Bengals got him. He, <clears throat> I wanted them to get Jameer Gibbs and Jameer Gibbs went too early, but we could have gotten Sam Laporta and I really wanted them to get Michael Mayer and I'm still not against Michael Mayer because he's on the Raiders and I just feel bad for him. But Sam Laporta has been so good and our tight end position has been so bad, but Tanner Hudson's up from the practice squad. We're going to go, but Sam Laporta did great on Monday night football. Phenomenal player. Amon Ross St. Brown did great. Um, Jared Goff has done fantastic just all around. What a recovery he's had. How about Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs, yes. There was coming in early, people were like, this dude sucks. Like, why yeah, do we have I wasn't, him? I wasn't going to – for me, like, over the last couple of weeks, even in my fantasy – the one time I did the, the fantasy video, which I just haven't had time to do any fantasy analysis. It's just been way too difficult. But that one time I did do fantasy, a lot of people were panicking about Jameer Gibbs. And I always said it from the get-go, Jameer Gibbs just needs a little bit of time. He's a rookie, and he's starting behind David Montgomery, who they signed in the offseason. If David Montgomery signed for a couple of years, eventually they're going to use them as 50%, 50%, and now is going to end up being the time because David Montgomery is now hurt. They weren't going to start Gibbs week one or week two because why would you let like a couple million dollars or however much that contract was for David Montgomery just sit as a second string? That's kind of what the Steelers were doing last year when they did. They at first refused to put in Kenny Pickett because they paid all that money for Mitch. So, well, not all that money, but they paid money mm-hmm. instead of like a rookie contract or whatever. So they wanted to get their use out of him. But for this, David Montgomery is a very talented back, but he is prone to injury. And now since David Montgomery is now hurt, he might be back next week. They're on bye this week. But Jameer Gibbs has taken that load and we've seen immense improvement from him mm-hmm. over these last couple of weeks without David Montgomery. So expect, expect big things to come from him over time. Heck, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if like next year, this time next year, we might be talking about a David Montgomery trade. Like I note that because I mean, granted it, it, it's kind of a bold thing to say, but like if you have Gibbs, that's supposed to be a stud and you still have David Montgomery, who's still young, do you need both running backs? You know, because I mean, they, they don't they have decent running backs over there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's not like they're struggling. So they might be able to get away with something like a trade. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there next year. So. Well, I mean, there's also a beauty to a two man backfield, though, because you can have Which is both guys be rested, less likely for injury. And you've got two explosive runners. My favorite was the Saints. Uh 2016 or 2017 Alvin Kamara and Melvin Gordon ran that backfield it was insane Alvin Kamara would get all of the 
the the main rushes and Melvin Gordon would get all the touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was just insane. Like that, it was just something so unique that nobody really talks about too much. Just well, that's, because it wasn't a relevant season for them. That's so. why I think Christian McCaffrey has been so successful in San Francisco. Um, it, with the Panthers, he was getting injured all the time because he was like ninety percent of the thing. Yeah, and now in San Francisco, it's like okay, we can still run it, but we can use Debo or we can use Ayuk or we can bring in Eli Mitchell, and or they George can Kittle yeah, they end, can you know, do whatever. different stuff, and still allow Christian McCaffrey to be that explosive runner and not. And don't they still have Kyle Juszczyk as well? Yeah. Fullback. They're one of the full teams. One of the few teams that still has a fullback position. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's definitely a very, um, see, like they have all those pieces, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely. But Jameer Gibbs looked fantastic on Monday night football. Marcus Peters had a great pick six off of Jared Goff though. Like, Jared Goff doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but that ball was just bad. I don't know if the route runner just got lost or what happened, but Marcus Peters dropped on that ball and he was just gone. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a good play. It was a beautiful play. If there was one thing to say about the Raiders um, defense that night, it was Marcus Peters did well on that play. And then Max Crosby's beast those are two other guys i just feel bad for that they're on the team because i like watching them play but yeah that team's painful to watch well that that team might be rebuilding for a little bit they might end up as houston so yeah but 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 not houston currently but no not at one point when they when houston was like we're trading away d hop and then deshaun watson's like i want to be traded jj watt i want to be traded it's like uh uh-oh and then houston hit the fan real quick (laughs) and so that might be. I mean, Raiders already not are already not good. But next thing you know, like off season, Devonte Adams gone, no quarterback. Um, Max Crosby, all of the all of the big guys over in Vegas gone. So might be interesting. Might be not yeah. a good look. So we'll see. But I mean, you can rebuild from nothing to something. The Detroit Lions have done it, and they're continuing to do so at the trade deadline which we hit yesterday on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy NFL trade deadline, everyone. Um, Big move, I think, for the Lions is they got Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Cleveland Browns for just a sixth-round pick, which I saw some people on Instagram saying, like, hey, Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't that good. I don't think that's true. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be pretty useful into Detroit. He's not going to be an Amon Ross St. Brown, but let's consider the situation here. He was on Cleveland that has sucked. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Quarterback play has sucked, and he's been behind Amari Cooper. So you're not going to see a lot of huge plays from him. But I feel like he was someone who was manageable, and he'll work in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, because I was going to say Donovan Peoples-Jones last year was really good. I mean, I I don't want to say, like, he was a stud, but he was one of those consistent wide receivers that would consistently, you know, get, like, it was, like, two or three targets, sometimes four targets, and would always be that guy that they would look for in the the end zone a lot of times. Like, he was, you know, even just remembering, like, going as far back as remembering his fantasy value, I remember he would always consistently get between nine and, like, 14 points by, like, midway through the season towards the end like it was just a consistency with donovan people's jones even though he was projected so low 
it was like AJ Green over in Arizona for a while. Like a lot of people would just kind of overlook AJ Green, but Homie would have a touchdown almost mm-hmm. every game. He wouldn't be he would have like two receptions for like 40 yards and a touchdown. And it's like, okay, that's all he did out of four targets, but like he was still being utilized. If you give a chance for Donovan Peoples Jones to like break out a little bit in Detroit, you know, I don't know how they're gonna do this now that they have you know, Peoples Jones. I mean, obviously they have Mon Ross St. Brown and stuff that he's not going anywhere. They're not moving Donovan Peoples Jones to wide receiver one. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Are they going to use him as like wide receiver three? Are they going to, you know, move him around in like the four or five areas? Are they going to use him as like punt return in case of injuries? And then whenever the time comes, like if Amon Ra does get hurt, would they elevate him? Because Amon Ra isn't always the most healthiest of players just because of how much they utilize him. But I mean, it's all these things that you have to like kind of keep in the back of your head, but I do think it's a good move. I, I really do. I think I think it's kind of like a sleeper pick in a way, so or a sleeper pickup, I should say. So I, I would keep an eye on Donovan Peoples Jones. Might not be for it might be a, a week or two before you get started, but might be a good move. Yeah, and like I said, I don't think he's gonna be putting up a hundred yard games. No, but no, I absolutely. think he's never that type of wide receiver. I think he's gonna have some red zone presence. I think he's going to have some special teams presence and he's going to want to play on this team because this team is doing well. He's from Detroit, Michigan, and he played for the Wolverines. So yeah, it's it's like a dream come true. This is the situation for him. So, and I think he'll make the best of it in any way that he possibly can, which is, which is good because when you have a player that's like dedicated to the team, dedicated to the fan base, since he's from Detroit, you can kind of assume that like, even if he didn't grow up a Lions fan, that he had some sort of, like, Lions love. I mean, it's the same thing with you. Like, granted, you're a Bengals fan, but you still have that Indianapolis Colts love. Mm -hmm. So it's like you still have that understanding. He went to Michigan, you know? So, right, he went to Michigan, right? Yeah, University of Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So he he went to Michigan. I thought, for some reason, I thought you were talking about, like, like a different Wolverines team that I had never heard of before. (laughs) But, but no. um, But, yeah, so, like, he's played for Michigan – like he he's a he's a solid like guy that you definitely want on the team and you know he might just end up being like one of those just consistency players for you over in Detroit but we'll have to see what they do with him obviously they have a lot really good going for them right now you you don't want to mess with too many things I think that's why over in Miami they haven't really pushed too much on Chase Claypool yet I really don't even know if I've seen him do any snaps at all really so I mean they're really not pushing it but I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is more likely to make like an appearance or some sort of movement in the game for the Lions, not this week, but the following week, than Chase Claypool does in Miami. So, okay. That's just, I mean, it's kind of irrelevant, but just going off of two not great wide receivers, but I obviously think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a lot better than Claypool at this point in time. So... They're both Could 2020. Change, They're both the same draft class. So, And Claypool had a great first year. I mean, he had a decent second year, but like Donovan Peoples-Jones was always that like, you know, he was always like a mid-card guy. But like mm-hmm. now he's always still just stayed consistent. So, I mean, because even in 2021, he wasn't that bad. So, you know, they just weren't really using him. Nope. They had they had their they had the Cleveland master class in 2020 <laughs> with Jarvis Landry and Amari Cooper and all, or not Amari Cooper. It was what Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham jr. Um, that wide receiver master class. And that it's was, a run first offense. Like that offense runs yeah. through Nick Chubb. So 
really no yeah, I, no receiver so. besides your number one guy is gonna have a lot of good stats in my opinion but yeah because they they really and they did that they did that split run where they did chubb and hunt for a while they just done it all and like so i think this is a good move because jared goff will probably get the ball to people's jones and with gibbs being the running back right now they're not going to be utilizing montgomery until he comes back but imagine what that offense is going to be like when he does come back because then you have a split backfield and you've got you know, you've got a decent, pretty decent offense and a pretty, pretty okay defense too. So. I know Jamison Williams hasn't really lived up to the hype either. So we could realistically just see, which granted he was suspended, but yeah, we could see Donovan Peoples Jones take over for that position. I think. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, it's not something where I'd be like, this needs to happen, but it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, you want to give Jamison a chance, I think, but I, I think Donovan. But he's definitely Peoples, not living up to the hype. I think Donovan Peoples Jones gets more hate than he's due. Marvin Jones Jr. just left the team, so that leaves an opening as well. Josh Reynolds, okay, he's been workable. Josh Reynolds. I mean, they work with him, but the problem is, is he's very like inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Khalif Raymond. I mean, there's definitely really? room here for Donovan Peoples-Jones to become the wide receiver, too, easily. But, I mean, like, go figure. Like, this th- like this is what I mean. Like, I mean, it wasn't a touchdown a game, so I did. I wasn't entirely true with that. But if you want to, like, think about his stats last season, this is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like, this season, he's had eight receptions for 97 yards across all of the games that he's played. So, or at least, yeah, off of all of those games, which is insane. So about, what, maybe one reception a game, which is kind of bad. Some games you got none at all. Career stats last year in Cleveland, 2022. 61 receptions, 839 yards, and three touchdowns. And that was with, was that Jacoby Brissett last year? It was Jacoby Brissett. I mean, like, he was always, like, consistent getting 9 to 12 points because he I always thought it was like a touchdown, but he was always just getting those like semi big plays. So like he has the potential to do good. He's not getting like, you know, seven, like 700 receptions and all of these other crazy stats that like maybe Tyreek Hill is getting where he's getting 12 catches a game, but he's get, he had 61 receptions for almost, you know, a thousand yards, you know, three touchdowns, which mm-hmm. it's not bad. And even in 2021, he had, 597 yards and three touchdowns so he's not a bad wide receiver if given a chance they just haven't given him a chance this year i don't think uh what year did baker mayfield get i think it was 2020 okay well what you mean 2020 as in like the playoff game well no i was gonna say i think that jared goff is probably the best quarterback that Donovan Peoples-Jones has played with, but he he did play with Baker Mayfield in 2020. Granted, that was Peoples-Jones' rookie year. Uh, He he wasn't seen a lot that year. 2021 was the year that Baker was basically playing injured the entire season, I think. Jacoby Brissett's meh. Deshaun Watson has been terrible. P.J. Walker is a fill-in. Like I I think Jared Goff might still be the best quarterback Donovan Peoples-Jones has played with. And I think this sixth round pick could easily be a steal for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. 
I 100% agree. I mean, you just got to give it a little bit of time. So we'll see what happens, though. Uh, Another team that is apparently having a fire sale. Thought we'd see more from the Broncos. We did not. But the Washington Commanders decided they don't need a defensive line. They are trading everyone away. They traded two of their big names, Montez Sweat, who was going to be a free agent anyway this year, and I think maybe Chase Young was as well. But they traded both of them. Montez Sweat was traded to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Washington Commanders will receive a second-round pick from the Chicago Bears. Um, I, I guess the Falcons were also interested in him. I heard a rumor. But ultimately, the Bears won out. I don't know that he's going to do much better on the Bears because the Bears suck. But What, sweat? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to go anywhere. They're not going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and if, <laughs> I his, con- and if his contract's up at the end of the year, it's not like. It's like I think I think they just wanted that second round pick, which, okay, good good for you, Washington. The guy, who, however, might still be getting a ring, and made me very happy that we played the 49ers last week. Chase Young, being added to that defense, they now have Nick Bosa, Antoron Armstead, and Chase Young as pass rushers. Um. They got Chase Young for just the third rounder. That's yeah. insane. Chase Young's a beast when he's healthy. That being the key. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think he's lived up to, like, his fullest potential yet. Maybe that's because of injury and stuff. Because, I mean, this season, like, he's had, what, he's had a decent, like, okay amount of sacks. He's had, what, like, I'm looking right now. It's two, three and a half, four, five sacks this season. I mean, it's not bad. Um, he's had like he's had like like what ten tackles maybe, uh, fifteen tackles and like five sacks so far this year, which isn't terrible. But like you know, just expect I expected a lot more from Chase Young, and I I hope that maybe in San Francisco it'll be a little bit different for him because it's a change of pace. He's not in Washington anymore. Maybe it'll be different for him. But um, I mean, this could be a boomer bust kind of trade, you know. So it could be it could end up being as like as good as like oh it's depth for San Francisco in the end or starter material type stuff you know where he ends up being a stud which is possible because for some reason when you go to San Francisco right now you just become <laughs> a monster and I don't know why that is but I think he's going to be a rotational piece in the defense mm-hmm. and I think it's going to allow them to keep Nick Bosa healthy and keep him yeah electric and not tired out because there was a point where I think it was Ted Karras during the Bengals game just laid out Nick Bosa oh oh, (laughs) he just stood up and like stiff armed him and I've never seen that with Nick Bosa um I don't know if Nick Bosa was just getting tired from being out there for so long but that's the way that happens with defenses um Nick Bosa's a phenomenal player, former defensive player of the year, but having Chase Young out there, same thing we said with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, that allows them to put in another stud for a few mm-hmm. snaps and have him be like a third down guy. Yeah. Or, I think it's a good move for the 49ers. And like I said, I'm glad the Bengals don't have to play the 49ers again until the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll, we'll see about we're, that. We're definitely going to. I don't know why anyone doubts that. Um, then for our Arizona Cardinals fans and our Minnesota Vikings fans, Nick, uh, 
Not Nick. Nick Kirk. Bosa got traded from Minnesota <laughs> to Arizona in a blockbuster trade that nobody saw coming. That is not true. He, Go ahead. Even, even Ian Rappaport didn't see it coming, and he decided not to report on it because it didn't happen. Um, but the Vikings traded for quarterback Josh Dobbs. They have announced that they're still planning on starting rookie Jaron Hall this Sunday, so that's what I said. There's going to be a lot of rookies starting this Sunday. Um, I'm going to try and put a video out about that on Saturday, but yeah. So, uh, Josh Dobbs was traded. Um, Jonathan Gannon announced that another rookie quarterback, Clayton Toon is going to start and he started, he's going to start for the Arizona Cardinals. And he announced that before the Josh Dobbs trade, um, the Cardinals received a sixth round pick for Dobbs and the Vikings received a seventh round pick. And And I don't think... And I was going to say, I don't think Dobbs is that bad. Like, I think he did okay in Arizona. Uh, under the circumstances of what he had, he did pretty well, which, honestly, if I was Minnesota, I mean, yes, maybe go see how that, that uh, rookie does, but you might still want to run with Dobbs, man. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like he, he showed a lot of promise in Arizona under the circumstances he was in, and Minnesota has the weapons for Dobbs. So I was always kind of – I always liked that guy back in Pittsburgh, but he was never going to start because Ben Roethlisberger was always someone, that guy. Someone so. said he's speed running the Ryan Fitzpatrick career. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 which is possible. I mean, he's gone from what? He went to he went to Pittsburgh, to Cleveland, to Arizona, Ten- to Minnesota. He's been with Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. He went back he was to with- Pittsburgh for a minute. He's been everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's been yeah, he's he's speed running Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. <laughs> which is kind of sick, honestly. Good for dogs, man. It must be a good lifestyle, just going all over the place mm-hmm. and saying you play for almost every team. Yeah, I'm sure he enjoys packing all the time. Um but I d- I was kind of surprised by this trade a little bit. Really? Yeah, cuz Josh Dobbs like you said has been really good and i haven't talked to joe about this yet and he has a better grasp on the way the arizona cardinals team works of the cardinal rule but i kind of wondered if they did this to prevent like a quarterback war in the locker room because like say say kyler murray comes back from injury and they start they were losing but say they are performing worse than they were with dobbs yeah. And there's already the Kyler Murray trade rumors. There's the rumors that the Cardinals are tanking for Caleb Williams. You've got all that going on. I think getting Dobbs out of that locker room might just be a way to prevent adding fuel to that fire. Yeah. Um, And there was a situation that arose with Kirk Cousins ACL. I love Kirk Cousins. I hated, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Seeing that, that was an easy way for them to go, hey, there's a guy, and just kind of move him. Um, the other thing is, Carson Wentz. Like, no one wants to sign Carson Wentz. Have you noticed that? Do you yeah, know why that is? No. I, I don't like, – he wasn't even that bad. I don't even <laughs> understand why he gets all the hate. But I guess I guess people are just assuming that Carson Wentz is just going to go in and be like, let me show you how it's done, and then gets hurt immediately on the second play of the game. So I think that's I think that's what people are kind of anticipating or these teams just because he's been so injury prone. Um, 
So, and the last thing they need is to sign somebody like Carson Wentz, who does tend to get hurt when they already have hurt quarterbacks. But it's one of those things where it's like, he's not bad either. Like, as long as he's healthy, like, for example, like, um, like in Minnesota or like a team that like has like a decent O-line or something like that, he'll do fine. But like you, you put him in an offense where like there's no O-line, like obviously Carson Wentz shouldn't get signed there because he's going to get freaking shattered. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why people are skipping out on him because it wasn't like he, he's done anything like crazy newsworthy or anything like that. That's like put him in the news for good for good or for bad or for change or, you know, whatever. Because like they're like the whole Colin Kaepernick scandal, why people wouldn't sign him was a whole thing in itself. But there really wasn't any controversy more or less quote-unquote around Carson Wentz he didn't do anything he's just out of, I feel like it was like a Philip Rivers situation where it was like Philip Rivers didn't want to be done but nobody was like willing to approach him because like and even when he like offered he was like oh I'll, I'll come back everyone was like no nah, we're good so it's just <laughs> it was like just, I wasn't a fan Phillip of Rivers. I wasn't a fan of Carson Wentz being signed to the Colts as a starter but I would be fine with him as a backup yeah, or just, like, get you through the rest of the season, you know? It's just weird that, like, we're seeing these random guys in, like, the Chicago Bears started Tyson Badgett. I don't understand the that. The Vikings dude. are starting Jaron Hall. The Cardinals are going to start Clayton Toon. Like, who like, knows what just, Atlanta's doing? This is just going to be a mess, dude. This is, like, the, I kid you not, like, we are in shambles in the NFL right now. If We're if Joe Burrow to... gets hurt, the Bengals are starting Jake Browning. Yeah, uh, yes, legend. <laughs> so, and, I, and then and then we'll be starting Mitchell Trubisky if yeah. Kenny Pickett doesn't perform well on Thursday because he's dealing with his own injuries. So so that that was kind of why the Josh Dobbs trade surprised me because I was like, okay, they're gonna test out Jaron Hall. If Jaron Hall sucks, they'll go sign someone like Carson Wentz. Then they're yeah. like, no. We're going to go get Josh Dobbs and Arizona is going to start Clayton tune. Okay. Whatever. Fine. You do you. Um, Thursday night football. Yeah, this Thursday, tomorrow. Tom- today. Yes. Yesterday. Today is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yesterday's today. Yes. Thursday night football. <laughs> the uh, Steelers, your team play the Tennessee Titans. Nobody's team. And, uh, They've got a bit of a corner. <laughs> Nobody's team. They've got a. I talk a lot of smack for someone who's a fan of a team that lost to them, but uh, the Tennessee Titans have a bit of a quarterback br- uh, controversy battle going on, and uh, Ryan Tannehill's on his way out. He's uh, free, gonna be a free agent next year. They drafted Will Levis this year in the second round and last year they drafted Malik Willis in I believe the third round people thought he was going to be a first rounder I didn't I don't think you did I I was I was never high on Malik Willis I remember people saying he was going to be a first round pick and we got flack because we had him in like the second round of one of our mock drafts and people like you don't know ball and then he went in like yeah so maybe maybe we pay attention to some things (laughs) um but Malik Willis and Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill are all there. We saw a little bit of Malik Willis on Sunday. Not a lot. We saw mostly the Will Levis show. The 33rd pick of 
this draft, I believe. Uh, yes. And like uh, some people thought he was going to be a first rounder. He was there waiting to get drafted. It was sad. His girlfriend became famous. Now ex-girlfriend, I think. Um, I think they broke up. There was some story on Snapchat about it. Maybe it wasn't true. I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, his girlfriend at the time became famous. He also became famous for putting mayo in his coffee. Um, Which wasn't entirely true, I don't think. I think, I, I, I think it's straight for that. I think it's facts. And then he just decided that was weird and wanted to backtrack. But he failed. We're still reporting on it. He, pl- he played great, though. He played great yeah, on Sunday. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He can put anything in his coffee. Yeah, I mean, the thing with it is, I mean, going into tonight's game, tomorrow's game, thir- whenever you want to, whatever you want to call it, um, the thing about it is this will be kind of a test for Will Levis. And the reason I say that is because they did play Houston, and I do think Houston is a pretty okay team. However, Stroud was able to figure it out like pretty quickly. They were able to get the balls off fast and quickly. They were able to you know get those passes. They they pretty much shut down Pittsburgh. Will Levis is only going into his second game, and I mean I don't know how much he started on Sunday. I mean obviously he threw four touchdowns, but was that encompassed over like a half? Was that encompassed over three quarters? Like, do, do we know? I think how, how how long he was in for. I'm trying to remember. I think they put in Malik Willis for like a hot minute, and then Malik Willis was crap, and so they were like, because originally they were each going to play a half, and then yeah, Willis didn't play well, and so he got pulled. Um, Malik, Will- yeah, Malik Willis. He played in the game, but he doesn't even have any stats from the game. Somehow. Right. So, <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I was just wondering because with Will Levis, I will say, like, unless he can get the ball out quickly, I think this big challenge will be this pass rush that Pittsburgh has. And I think that's how team, Pittsburgh's been stopping teams is based on their pass rush and having to rely on, you know, just airing it out, throwing it out, you know, and we still have, like, some pretty decent cornerbacks like, you know, Joey Porter Jr. and um, – Patrick Peterson, who's been kind of doing a little bit better and stuff. Granted, we are without Minka, but, you know, Casey even had an interception, you know, in last week's loss to the Jags. So, and he's filling in for Minka. So, our team has good backups, and our team is pretty, like, decent when it comes to defense. And Cam Hayward is supposed to come back. So, which will help tremendously. You won't have that backfield with Minka, but you'll have that front line with Cam because he was activated from the injured reserve today and is expected to play tomorrow, possibly, but would be very helpful. Now, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different random implications. First example, Pittsburgh loves to play good on primetime football. I can't tell you why. <laughs> I think most teams do. <laughs> they No, no, no. There, there is something – did you see that Steelers stat when they beat the Raiders? Mm-mm. Mike Tolman's won 30 Monday night football games in a row Ooh, okay. or something like that. It, 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 it might not be that high. Please don't kill me if that was, if it wasn't that high, but it was a very high number, but like I was, it was insane. It was like, he just picked up his Mike. Yeah. I want to look this up before I, I get killed. Mike <laughs> Tomlin Monday night football wins. Don't be spreading misinformation on my program. Okay. 
The Steelers have won 21 straight Monday night football games at home. Okay. 20, he is, he's 20-3 and wow. all-time all on Monday night football. So, and then Thursday night football, we I don't really know a stat for that. I'm not going to really go through and look up that too. But for some reason, I feel like they also like to perform okay on Thursday night football, depending on if they're home or away. Last year when we played Cleveland on Thursday night, we got we got smoked. But last time we played Tennessee at home in a primetime game, we destroyed them. Will we destroy them this year? Absolutely not. We are not going to be destroying Tennessee this year. But it does lead to a wonder or a possibility of that. And, you know, last time I went to a November a November Thursday night game, it was the 6-2 and two Steelers against the 6-2 and two Carolina Panthers back in 2018. It was a beautiful, cold day at Heinz Field because it was an Acrisure Stadium. It was Heinz Field. Christian McCaffrey runs it in for a touchdown, 7 nothing, And the next thing you know, first play of the game, Juju Smith-Schuster just books it down the field, 7-7, baby. Next thing you know, the Steelers win 55-14, to and Carolina doesn't win another game, and they fall to 6-10. and I remember a beautiful Monday Night Football game. Ryan Finley was starting for the Cincinnati Bengals. No one thought the Bengals had a chance. And Ryan Finley... Led do you remember? Do you remember what day that was? Oh, it was, it was late in the season of 2019. I think. I remember yeah. Von Bell standing over the top of Juju. Oh, are we gonna go this route? No, we're not gonna go this route. I just. It was a wonderful 2015 <laughs> wild card game where no, the no, 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 had no, no, beaten no. the Steelers until Jeremy Hill fumbled in the jungle. I'm cutting your mic. I cut your mic. <laughs> you were um, talking about the fumble in jungle last no, year. No, Let's no, talk about the no, 2015 no, no, fumble. No, 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 no,
that would be great because they brought him in to do something and we haven't really yeah. seen him at all this season. So I think we could maybe see the the new face of the franchise here. And you, I mean it's possible. You were you were very high on Will Levis before the season started. And we we were we kind of missed on Anthony Richardson. Now we he's did. injured, but he he played well. I think we were right-ish about Bryce Young. I still want to give him more time. We're a little off on C.J. Stroud. Will Levis, though, you were high on. You thought he could be a first-rounder. Yeah. He ended up falling. I thought he could have been. I think he he shouldn't have fell as low as he did. I definitely thought that he should have went up there. Um, I thought, if anything, some of those – like, I knew Bryce Young was going to go first. Like, it was almost a given. But I felt like, if anything, at that time, I thought Anthony Richardson should have fell. Now, granted, I do take that back because Anthony Richardson was a lot of fun to watch in the first couple of weeks he did play. The only thing that does concern me about AR is that the running that he does reminds me a lot of Lamar, and Lamar always tends to get hurt once a season. So I don't really want that for AR. I want him to be able to use that cannon that he has. Lamar Jackson doesn't really have that those weapons or that cannon. Whereas, you know, Indianapolis could utilize some of their weapons that they have. Cause like, I don't know. Baltimore is always weird with their wide receivers. They have like 18 wide receivers. I can't keep count anymore. Like Zay flowers, Odell. And then they throw to, um, Duchene or whatever his name or Duchene. What, what is his name? Du, 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 Duvernay. Duvernay. Oh, Devin Duvernay. Yeah. Devin Duvernay. Du, Duchene. <laughs> I was thinking of, uh, um, somebody else from fun fact um just for the ravens fans i just want them to know that andre yosivas the Bengals' sixth round pick now has more touchdowns than zay flowers does this year that is all hurts con- my fantasy. continue your point <laughs> um but but yeah i was always i always thought will lovis could be good um i you know he came out of kentucky and kentucky had a really good year last year um, and I always thought that, you know, he should have been a little bit higher because, you know, granted, um, obviously you still have those Alabama, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks and stuff like that that are playing. But I, I just I had something where I was like, I feel like this guy's going to be good. And, you know, and then he fell and I was kind of like, I guess they don't see something. They see something wrong with him. Tennessee took a chance on him. I mean, heck, I even in one of my fantasy leagues, I drafted him like in just a snake draft just just because because I was like, he's going to start at some point. And I knew he was going to and guess who's starting this week in my lineup. <laughs> Will Levis. <laughs> so um, and that also might be because Russell Wilson is out is uh, on by and it's a 14 person league, which is different than the one that me and you were in. So and there's just no quarterbacks in that league. So the but. league we're in, um, Kirk Cousins, who is out, is the best available quarterback on the waivers just for the record that's how yeah. bad it is but um yeah, dude our waiver out. but yeah but nonetheless um i was very high on will levis and i think we could see a lot from him in this game if they can get that target going but there's two implications with it number one can he handle the defense that pittsburgh's been putting up because granted pittsburgh's been inconsistent they they allowed a lot of points to houston they allowed a lot of points to san francisco every other team they've kept it relatively close and shut down the offense can they handle the pass rush? On top of that, what will Le- will Levis do on primetime football in Pittsburgh? So played, it was a Tennessee game on one o'clock. As so. a Steelers fan, 
what do you want to see from Will Levis? Like, what do you think the weaknesses in your defense are that you want to see him target? Oh, just those quick passes. If you can't, if if he can just figure out ways to do just constant slot routes, slants, getting the ball out quickly, that's how Stroud killed us in Houston. So if Will Levis can do that, like change his game plan a little bit up with that because T.J. Watt is going to be coming in hot. Cam Hayward's going to be coming in hot. You might have her big out there. You might have a lot of players rushing that line. So you're not going to have a lot of time. And that, mm. Pittsburgh, that Pittsburgh crowd on Thursday nights are crazy loud because it's a dedicated fan base. And we're still, mm-hmm. we still have a winning record. So they're going to be loud tomorrow or tonight um <laughs> at some point i don't i don't know when you're releasing this so i don't but um but nonetheless like will levis it, it's going i think if he can figure out to get those quick passes out i i don't know if the pittsburgh's rush will be able to get to him and you'll be relying completely on joey porter jr and patrick peterson and those one-on-ones and the double coverages and will they be able to double cover him will casey be able to step up so because, I mean, you could even try to use the run game because we also can't stop the run still. So we still struggle against the run. And with Derrick Henry being as a beast that he was, Nick Chubb was running all over us before that weird leg injury happened. So all I'm saying is I, I expect quick passes and runs. And I think that's how you win. But if you wait too long in the pocket, Will Levis is going to get sacked like eight times. Well, maybe not that many. but So we probably won't see a lot of play action then. We'll see a lot of just quick slant routes likely. yeah because i mean there, there you might get some play action but the problem is is like if you if you hold out too long or if you're like looking for a long bomb like for example like if you're going like four verts or something like that and you have to wait for the play to develop there's no way that will Levis can be able to wait for that play to develop mm-hmm. you know those players get that happy feet you know a lot of that stuff happens so it's like you got to really be careful you know okay well, so. that's what we've got for Thursday Night Football. We've got possibly Will Levis doing a uh, on-field interview for the face of the franchise of the Tennessee Titans. But that is not the only game happening this week. Let's look at the rest of the games, starting with the Dolphins at Chiefs, but they're not playing in Kansas City. They're playing in Frankfurt at 9.30 a.m. I have no idea if Taylor Swift will be making that trip, I highly doubt it, which does put the Chiefs at an advantage or a disadvantage apparently because they just lost to the Broncos. Who do you, who do you think will win? So it's it's the Chiefs at who? It's the Dolphins Chiefs. and the Chiefs, but they're in Frankfurt. Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins? Okay. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins. I I I you know I, I mean granted yes Kansas City might have lost because of the frick because everyone was like Patrick Mahomes had the flu. That's why he lost. It's because of Taylor uh, Swift. But but then there's the Taylor Swift thing, and then, oh my gosh, it still drives me nuts. I just it's... like I just I, I I don't mind the Taylor Swifts at the game, but like you don't need to cut to her every single touchdown, man. Uh, like Taylor that, Swift, that's, that's, NFL media, please stop. This. Taylor Swift is the greatest signing in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they will now show her every play. And every game that she's not at, they're going to lose, which I think the Eras Tour is restarting back up. So Chiefs might be in trouble if that's the case. The Taylor Swift curse might be real. We will see. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, just maybe they won't go to the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Dolphins just because I think they've – I mean, I can't. It's hard There's to bet something. against either of these teams, but the Chiefs don't have any receivers. 
The only way, the only thing that I can think of is that the referees like do something where it's like pass interference, it's a touchdown or that, some BS. Yeah, I'm taking know. the refs in this game actually. <laughs> yeah, it really depends on what side the refs go with, and if it's if they don't go down, if it's neutral, it'll probably be Miami. If it's more towards the Chiefs, it'll be the Chiefs because I feel like a lot of times the Chiefs have been getting those lucky wins. I don't know. The refs have not been good this year. I feel like, or either I'm just noticing it more this year, or the no, refs they've are been just they've not been atrocious. Good. They've been terrible. Yeah. So because they've ruined a lot of games. Because I mean, even that Steelers Rams game, I feel like that was a really close call, and it was just a really weird thing. But that was from two weeks ago, so we're not going to talk about yeah, that. They've, but been, they've been awful. Miami, Miami, Miami's Miami. a special team. So. Okay. Next game is. Vikings at Falcons. Both teams are starting a new quarterback. Taylor Heineke is starting for the Atlanta Falcons. Jaron Hall is starting for the Minnesota Vikings. And I believe Justin Jefferson is still out. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. And the reason I'm going to go with the Falcons is just because I feel like Heineke's a little bit more experienced. He'll take advantage of, you know, Kyle Pitts a little bit more. And they still have a little bit more of a I wouldn't necessarily say the most developed offense, but they definitely have, you know, some weapons that Heineke can work with. I mean, obviously in Minnesota, you have Jordan Addison and stuff that you can work with and stuff, but, um, you know, JJ has been out. So you haven't really had your top two weapons. So you're just relying on Addison a lot. You have um, like the running back situations, a little, a little weird over in, in Minnesota. I mean, it's Alexander Madison's been doing nothing. Cam Akers has been doing a little bit more. Ty Chandler's not seeing the ball at all. I swear. In the receiving um, game, though, they used him in the receiving game. Yeah, I mean they do they do use him sometimes, but it's just not <laughs> as much as I would like. So I feel like with them putting in this rookie because Kirk Cousins has been out, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be winnable. And with the rookie this being their first game, I don't know how he's going to do. So I'm just going to go on the safer side and go Taylor Heineke for this game. Yeah, I'm gonna so, go in Atlanta. I'm gonna go Falcons as well, but mainly because of the defense. I think the defense is gonna be able to force turnovers with Jaron Hall starting. You got Calais Campbell applying pressure. Jesse Bates and AJ Terrell are gonna be in the secondary. I don't trust the Falcons offense just because it seems like every week they refuse to use all of their stars. They only use one, whether it's Drake London or Kyle Pitts or Bijan. They never use all of them. But um, I do think the Falcons' defense will be able to pull this out for the Minnesota Vikings or for the Atlanta Falcons against the Minnesota Vikings. Next up, we have the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Tyson Badgett is once again getting the start. And, uh, yeah, I, this game doesn't look like it's going to be very exciting, if I'm being honest. Uh, they should have put this on primetime, man. This was, oh, this is deserving. Don't you football. worry. The primetime game next week is going to be – it's Raiders at Jets. Uh, <laughs> so don't you worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, the snooze fest. I'm just going to go with the Saints. I'm going to – Just, just, just – it's the Saints. I think they're better than the Bears. Still. I'm going to ride with Tyson Badgett blindly until he gives me a reason not to. Uh, I guess. I mean, whatever. I'm just going Saints. Let's go. Tyson win that NFC South at nine and eight, baby. They're four and four. The Falcons are four and four. The Buccaneers are three and four. The Panthers are one and what six? Yeah. <laughs> Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett's done a lot for the brand, though. So I'm going to ride with him. 
Um, Rams, Packers. Uh, I don't know if Matthew Stafford is starting. And John Wolford just got signed to the Buccaneers. He was the backup. Uh, so I don't know who's the quarterback in L.A. right now. I don't know if Sean McVay knows who the quarterback in L.A. is right now. So is Matt Stafford confirmed, like, dealing with injuries? Dude, he has injuries. I don't know if he's going to start or not, though. And if he doesn't start, I don't know who is starting. Um, yeah, let me let me do a little. See quick. if you can do a little research. Other than that, we got the Green he, Bay Packers. Who's who? Who we got? Who we got? What do you? So Matt Stafford thumb. This was five hours ago. Okay. Didn't practice Wednesday, but the quarterback remains day to day. Okay, so, so he could play. Maybe so he could play. But he didn't practice. Who do they have? So, oh, they have Rip Brett Ripian because Stetson Bennett had to deal with his stuff. They drafted yeah. Stetson, and Stetson. Got, okay, Brett Ripian's the backup. So wait, what happened to Stetson Bennett? He had uh, issues, <laughs> legal issues that I don't really want to get into. Interesting. I okay. believe. Um, so, and then I think he also had other like mental health issues too. So we'll just stay away from that. But uh, so Brett Ripien is the starting quarterback for the Rams. Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. I hate the way the Packers run everything. So I'm going Rams. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. I think I think the Packers have just kind of looked lost recently. I, I don't know. Um, I feel like the Rams have been losing really tight, close games, and I don't think they're like a bad team at all. So because I think they could have easily beaten the Steelers, like some of these teams, they easily could have beaten earlier on in the season. They should be a lot better, but they remind me a lot of the Vikings right now, or at least the Vikings earlier in the season where they were losing those close games. Whereas last year, the Vikings would win those close games, where they can't win those close games. So I feel like the Rams definitely can win this game because i don't know i just i'm not real high on green bay i just I, uh, at first i was i was kind of high on green bay at the beginning of the season they looked good but beginning of the season never means too much whenever you get to the mid-season so facts <laughs> um yeah. but so, so yeah rams next up we have commanders at patriots i'm going can uh we got sam howell starting for the commanders mac jones starting for the patriots I'm going Commanders. I, I'm going to go Commanders. They, I don't like – oh, my gosh. I they, don't like the Patriots. The Commanders sold out on their D-line, but I don't think it's going to matter because the Patriots' offense struggles against everyone except for the Buffalo Bills for some reason. And the Pittsburgh Steelers next month because for some reason the Patriots love doing well against us. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, nonetheless, yeah, I'm taking this, the Washington Commanders by a mile. Next game, Seahawks at Ravens. Geno Smith versus Lamar Jackson. Seahawks just got Leonard Williams from the New York Giants during the trade deadline. So uh, they're adding a little something there. Mm, I really want the Baltimore Ravens to lose, but I feel like they're going to win. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I – I don't want to go with the Ravens, but I know just like they're just gonna pick. It's just gonna be some goofy way that they win. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be like that Cleveland game, and it's just, mm, it just I don't know. 
Okay, yeah, I'm going to go Ravens, but I'm rooting for the Seahawks. Yeah, that's pretty much how I'm going to look at it, too. Buccaneers, we have Baker Mayfield versus C.J. Stroud's Texans. Um, Mike Evans? could go either way, in my opinion, I feel like. I mean, both teams are okay. Um, There's nothing like dynamite about either. I mean, I think Tampa has a pretty good team, I guess. Houston's getting there. I don't know. I'm going to go Tampa. Wait, who's home? Texans. Shit. Um... I'm not sorry. I was. I'm not looking at you on the screen right now, so I just heard you whisper that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm gonna go Houston. Screw it. I'm gonna go Houston. I'm going they're, with the Buccaneers. Yeah. I'm. They're they're home. Because I, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Buccaneers, but I just feel like it's gonna be whoever the home team is this week for them. Now, my, I think Mike Evans coming off of a rough game is gonna want some payback, so uh, he's he's gonna go off or something. Um, Cardinals. I at, hope so. Cardinals at Browns. We got the rookie Clayton Tune starting against PJ Walker. What a snooze, bro! I hope the Cardinals <laughs> win. Cardinals by a mile. I'm going Cardinals. Oh uh, yeah, let's just go. Oh, dude, Clayton Tune's gonna Tune Tune's gonna die. Tune it up, baby. Miles, tune it up. Miles Garrett is gonna kill him. No, 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 no. Oh, tune it up, baby. That's... Oh, it's time to tune it up. Tune up the band. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong on this one again. I'm always wrong with the Cardinals, Cardinals pick for some reason. Cardinals, but... Cardinals. I'm going to go Browns. I think Miles Garrett's going to... I can't bet against Miles Garrett. I don't know. I, 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 For some reason, I think it's going to be the Cardinals. I don't know why. I think it's going to be the Cardinals. You said that against Dallas, so I guess... Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't always try to my best to pick Arizona, but when I do, I, I like to be right. So I'm hoping that I'm <laughs> right in this situation. <laughs> so. Okay. Um. Next game. It's just it's a snooze fest. That's the only reason why. PJ Walker is a backup. Tune is a rookie backup, and they are just gonna go at it. And you know what? Before I get before we go further. <laughs> Do, do, do you ever think about Zach Mettenberger at all? No. Because, <laughs> like, there was a game where, like, the Tennessee Titans, Zach Mettenberger, played against Ben Roethlisberger. And when they played, it was the two longest names in, like, two quarterbacks they combined were the longest names for quarterbacks in, like, NFL history or something. When Mettenberger and Roethlisberger went up against each other, they had a combined total number count of, like, 35 or 38 characters or something like that which was the most ever and for some reason that was big news that game and sometimes i think about zach mettenberger <laughs> i hope he's out there doing well let's keep going these these random like off trails are the reason we don't usually record at night just for the record yeah colts just, at panthers colts at panthers gardner Minshew's colts versus Bryce Young's Panthers coming off their first win off the leg of Eddie Pinheiro, who had to kick like four times because guy kept jumping off sides on the Texans. But who do you got? I'm going to go with Indianapolis just because um, I think Gardner Minshew has looked good and they just have lost those really close games. You know, I, I think they should have beaten Cleveland. 
Um, he did, Gardner Minshew did get what he did get shaken up, shaken up last week. He was a little hurt. Yeah, little he, hurt got, guy. he got a little roughed up. All right. So, so with that being said, hopefully he kind of brushed that off and he's good. I don't really think Carolina's win was anything to be like crazy noteworthy. I think they only won by like a couple points. And Indianapolis is due for a win after all of these points they've been putting up and all like all the effort they've been putting in. I think it's going to be Indianapolis picking up this win here. I don't think Carolina has it all figured out just yet. Possible revenge game here. Frank Reich, the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, is the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So keep an eye that out. That also that. is that could be also very very interesting too. We'll see how that plays out. So uh, next game, oh, you're going to love this one. No, great. I don't like the sound of this. The New York Giants, currently, I believe, being led by Tommy, not Danny, DeVito, against the recently redone Las Vegas Raiders being led by Purdue legend Aiden O'Connell. Why is this even a game, man? <laughs> just, sucks. just sucks, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this this matchup is not going to be. Um, what? You don't like the third string rookie no, quarterback you know versus? No. You know what? It's going to be the Raiders. They're going to win. And the reason the Raiders are going to win is because they're going to pull a Georgia Tech from last year where Georgia Tech fired their head coach and magically beat Pitt midway through the season. And that's what's going to happen. The Raiders are going to pick up this miraculous win after firing everybody in their office. And just cleaning house, and then they're going to be like, you know what? O'Connell's going to go in, Purdue legend. He's going to go in and just be like, you know what? Giants, it's time to get pooped on. They're going to win like 38 <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's going to be that high, but I do think the Raiders are going to win the game. So Devontae um, Adams is going to have 300 yards and five yeah, touchdowns to have a stat yeah. adjustment game. Yeah, he's gonna, they're going to be like, he's going to be like, call me the next cheetah. So and, and what's another fast cat? That isn't a cheetah. I don't know. Cheetahs are kind of um, known for that. I mean, tigers are kind fast, of fast. Fastest cats. Um, okay, he, he's a jaguar. Actually, that probably wouldn't. That's. I mean, jaguars, like, panthers, and tigers are all kind of already taken. Egyptian. He's an Egyptian Mawu. Oh, yeah, that Mau. just rolls right off the tongue. Devante, the Egyptian Mawu. um yeah i guess a cougar cougar cougars are pretty fast but they're not like super they they can run up to 50 miles per hour i'm gonna go giants i think they'll run the offense primarily through saquon barkley though so yeah that game's gonna be terrible wow man these these games suck this week (laughs) hey we got an nfc east battle next up though okay cowboys at eagles that'll be a fun game um It's a tough one to pick, though, because I feel like it could go either way. I feel like the Eagles have been struggling a little bit. Not totally, but just a little bit. You know, coming off that loss and then a miracle win over Washington. Um, I'm going to go with Dallas. Ooh, so, I'm going to go with the Eagles because of okay. A.J. Brown. I think... they He did have a really big game. He and had Devontas a really big Smith game. also had a decent game, too. I don't, but I don't think a lot of people realize, and I, this is another video I've been working on. 
AJ Brown is in the running for that 2000 yards. Really? Yeah, he is. Let me pull up his stats. He is not that far behind Tyreek Hill. So AJ Brown has 939 regular season yards and five touchdowns already. Tyreek Hill stats and Tyreek Hill is the guy everyone's talking about getting this has 1,014 yards already, which phenomenal. He's not really that far behind though. You're not Mm -hmm. wrong. So he's, I think everybody's just talking about him because he had that 215 yard game. Mm -hmm. But so AJ Brown last week had 130 yards. Then he had 137 versus the dolphins. He had 130 versus the jets. Uh, He had 175 versus the commanders in their first game. So he's very consistently, he has not had a game below a hundred yards since week two against the Vikings. Yeah. Which that, that was a weird game. And he has not had a game. He has had one game below 130 yards um, in that stretch. And that was on October 8th against the Rams. And he had 127 yards. Yeah. So, so that's something to keep an eye on. And I believe the average yards you have to have to get the 2000 is 138. So AJ Brown is in the running there. And I think Jalen hurts knows that. And I think they're going to try and uh, get some attention on that. Wouldn't so, that be something if AJ Brown actually got 2000 yards and Tyree kill didn't, uh, that yeah. would, that would just change. That would flip the world upside down, man. The Eagles. I'm going to, I'm going to go Eagles for, because of that. I mean, I think A.J. Brown will still have a good game, but I think I think Dallas is going to come up the win. Okay, okay. Finally, Sunday night football. Ah, oh, just take it all in real quick. I know what the game is. I actually saw something on Facebook about this, but go ahead. The Buffalo Bills are traveling to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals, and we are color-coding the stadium. It's going to be awesome. I'm not going to be there. But obviously, this matchup has a lot of emotions behind it. It's going to be a fun matchup. Both of these teams generally get along. They were bonded even more last year with the whole Damar Hamlin situation. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a fun game, though. I, I love that the Bengals are finally getting it together. Joe Burrow is back. Josh Allen's kind of been a bit iffy. Bengals' weakness has been tight end on offense. And Irv Smith, he's been being asked to catch. Hasn't been big on catching. He's fumbled a couple times. But we just elevated Tanner Hudson from the practice squad, and I've liked what we've seen from Tanner Hudson. I'm excited to see him. Uh, Also, the Bills just traded for Rasul Douglas from the Green Bay Packers, so they're getting a little help there. So we've got a lot of stuff we could be looking at seeing here. Jamar Chase is going to be looking to have a big game. Uh, Mr. 7-Eleven. T. Higgins is looking to bounce back a little bit still. And uh, Tyler Boyd is also out there. Also, we might throw in Yoshi just to get him another touchdown because why not? (laughs) Um, Also, didn't really understand why you called him 7-Eleven. Because he's always open. I I get it. I I had to, yeah. Because I was like, his number's not 7 or 11. It's (laughs) 1. So where did... He's Uno, Mr. 7-Eleven himself. So I am obviously going with the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Yeah, you know, I really want to just say Buffalo just to make you mad, but, but we're, we're going to – I'll go with Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been hot. They've been looking a lot better. Um, they're home. They, they had – I'm pretty sure they had the lead back in uh, January before the whole situation happened, right? Or they were driving. I don't, I don't, I know it was seven three, but well, I don't remember who both had the teams lead. looked great that night. Um, so, but the playoff game though, that came after that, the Bengals won that. So, yeah. So, but I just, I was just trying to think of like a prime time last time they fought on prime time. So, um, you know, who might have a big game? T Higgins. No, Jordan battle. I hope so, man. He, Three interceptions, baby. He, 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 he had a great stop against the 49ers, third and 14. Um, stopped Brock Purdy from getting that first down. And Josh Allen's been pretty prone to turning over the ball. And granted, there's a lot of ball hawks on the Bengals' defense. But I think Jordan Battles, I think his moment's coming. I want him to get that pick six so badly, man. So that you can buy a jersey? Maybe. It's on tape. It's on tape. But, uh, but didn't I make didn't I make like a deal with you though? You said if he gets an interception, he's you're gonna get a shirt. If he gets a pick six, you're making getting a jersey. What? Yeah, I felt like I said that. I just don't remember when. I don't know. We it's in the archive. Someone it's somewhere in there. one of the fans let us know. But yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. That's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm interested to see how the stripe works though, because I mean that's very hard to coordinate something like that. So I'll I'll be interested to see how the stripes look in the jungle. This has been posted for a few. I've seen it for a few weeks. So hopefully they everyone gets them. They the they were good with the whiteout. Whiteout they coordinated well. Um, but the whiteout's not as hard because it's just one set color. Whereas this, it's like three sections are black, three sections are orange. Like you have to be really careful. I don't know if other fan bases are like this, but the Bengals fan base is very good about their influ- influencers i don't know what else to call them like Bengals captain and Bengal jim yeah that going out and like saying like okay here if you don't have an orange shirt here's an orange shirt wear this to the game or yeah like come and find me and we'll have stuff for you so i don't know if other fan bases are like that but that's something i've liked about the Bengals fan base is the in- influencers seem to be very open to helping out the casual fan yeah so um we'll see how it looks though i'm excited to see how it looks that's that's all i've got for today's tonight's tomorrow's extended show all right (laughs) i am exhausted and i still we still have to edit this do you have anything else to say before the spiel zach mettenberger i hope you're doing good man what is zach mettenberger doing right now let's let's find out I'm gonna look him up right before we before you. Zach Mettenberger. He is a former football quarterback who played in the national. What happened to Zach Mettenberger? Last played professionally with the Memphis Express of the Alliance of American Football in 2019. He began a coaching career and has been an analyst at the University of Alabama since 2022. How about that? Wow! After well, going to school at LSU. Well. Zach Mattenberger, if you are listening to this show, hope you're doing well, and thank you. Please subscribe. As for the rest of you, thank you also for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We want all of our people to subscribe, Zach Mattenberger and others. 
Uh, we can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And Sunday night, I will be live tweeting the Cincinnati Bengals game like crazy. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at Podcast 2 That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out the merch. You can buy the Let Somebody Cook sticker there. And uh, it seems like we're getting into that season where Chelsea's going to be yelling that a lot. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time. Go do something nice for someone.